So I was thinking this week about um, rolls of paper towels, fabric, like this, and glass. They all are pretty durable. They can all withstand more sometimes than we might give them credit for. But they also all have their weaknesses, right? Glass, you can drop a glass on the floor and it might actually stay intact. Or you can drop it at just the wrong angle and it goes from one piece to two billion pieces. Paper towel rolls are just great right up until you go to like toss one to someone and they catch it too hard and crush it. And then it like comes off kind of wobbly on the roll, right? And this fabric is durable and steady and would hold a lot right up until I took scissors to it, right? And then it would, I'm not doing that. Um, And then it just wouldn't be the same thing. I think glass and fabric and a roll of paper towels are kind of what our faith can be like. There are those moments and those things that it it can withstand, and it can withstand a lot in a lot of situations. And then there are those moments, those things, those events that leave it shattered, crushed, or in tatters. The good news is that we can always attempt to put it back together. Maybe we can't put that glass back from two billion pieces into one, but sometimes that might be used for an art project, or it might be able to be used in a landfill to to fill in a hole somewhere. Fabric can be patched, and sometimes if it's done right, can actually be stronger than when we started. And I've learned from experience that even a crushed roll of paper towels will clean a window or mop up a a mess. It might be stronger in some places, might be weaker in some places. It's never quite the same. May leave you with a really good story as well. May leave you like an old college roommate of mine named Dan Westman. Uh, He would fix things, whether they needed fixing or not sometimes, but he would fix things, and then he would come back and say, okay, it works, but it has rules. You can only run it on Tuesdays when there's a full moon and the date is divisible by three, but it works perfectly. Sometimes, most of the time, faith can be a serious and hard topic. Each of us is in a different place. I've often said that faith is an action verb, but that doesn't always make it the easiest subject to talk about. As we're each in a different place with our own faith, we each might have a different willingness to share where we are. We may even have trouble articulating where we are. Some of us are willing to be bold. Some are willing to be vulnerable. Some of us are not willing to do either, and that's okay. And sometimes we want to be both bold and quiet at the same time. And that too is okay. All of our scripture readings today deal with faith in God and what God can do. And this season of Lent is a great time to be reminded of those things that may take us on a different path and may may remind us that God's path is different from what we may set out for ourselves. But that's okay too, because as I've already said, 
faith can be a serious and hard topic, but means we have to pay attention. In our passage from Genesis, God tells Abram that his new name is Abraham. There's a subtle difference. It's like you've gone by Tommy your whole life and now you are Thomas. It's a, it's the, the name change signifies a new level of seriousness in what Abraham is taking on as he walks with God. This is not the first time that God has said to Abram, now Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. He's taken him out to the desert and shown him the sands of the desert and the stars of the sky and said, count them if you can. You can't, but you can try. But that's how big your lineage is going to be. Abraham, I think, even in this moment is with God right up until God says, and Sarah's going to have a baby. And then it says in the next verse, Abraham flung himself on the ground. He did that at the beginning too, right? God said, walk with me and be blameless. And it says, Abraham flung himself on the ground. This time it says, Abraham flung himself on the ground and laughed. And God's like, no, seriously, seriously, Sarah, going to have a baby. You're going to name him Isaac, which, by the way, is a derivation of the Hebrew word for laugh and laughter. And he's going to be a great nation. And the covenant will continue through Isaac. And Abraham says in the next the next part that we didn't hear, Abraham says, so I have this other son, Ishmael. And what about him? He, you could just continue the covenant through him. And God says, Ishmael will be his own nation. Ishmael will be taken care of, but the promise is going to continue through Isaac. Abram, Abraham was 99 years old. Sarah was 89 years old. And, and Abraham laughs in this moment. And then in the next chapter, Sarah laughs when the angel of the Lord says the same thing. But faith in God has brought them to this place from where they had been a long, long, long way from there to a new land. God had been with Abraham and Sarah up until this point. And so that's what he was leaning on as they went forward. The arc of the whole Abraham story reminds us that God's timing is not our timing which is then echoed in the story from the Apostle Paul. And if anybody knew this story about Abraham, it would have been Paul because, well, he was a Pharisee and a teacher of the law. I did raise an eyebrow when I read in our scripture today where Paul wrote, no distrust made him waver concerning the promises of God, but he grew strong in his faith and as he gave glory to God. And I went back and was like, but Abraham laughed in that moment. Abraham was a human being just like us. And so I'm sure he had his moments of saying, well, God said this was going to happen, but I'm not getting any younger here. And it's worth remembering, too, that in many of Paul's epistles, he despairs of his own situation. So his own faith in God, his own faith in the resurrected Jesus was strong, and yet he still had his moments of wondering. Because trusting God's process can be difficult. Trusting God's process can be hard. We want to know where the road is taking us, 
and not just be along for the ride. We want to have control of the steering wheel and the accelerator and maybe even the turn signals. That can be especially hard when we remember that the road ahead of us is often so different than the road behind us. And so that leads us into our gospel reading today and St. Peter of the foot and mouth syndrome, who amongst us hasn't tasted our shoe on occasion when we try to say one thing and we just, it does not come out the right way. But here's the other thing to remember about this story. Remember, when we hear a scripture passage on a Sunday morning, we're hearing an excerpt from a larger conversation. Literally two verses before this scene, Peter had just said to Jesus, you are the Messiah. Jesus, Peter had just confessed him. Others, some say you're a prophet, others Elijah. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. So then when Jesus immediately, because we're in the Gospel of Mark, favorite word in there, when Jesus immediately starts talking about how he, has, he, will, he will be turned over to the authorities and he will die and rise again, maybe you can understand Peter's rebuking of Jesus. Lord, don't say that. You just, we just heard you're the Messiah and now this other stuff. And by the way, I don't know who needs to hear this, but in our moments, both of faith and of wondering, God can handle our rebukes and even our laughter. When Peter didn't expect Jesus to say that, Peter didn't expect Jesus to say that he was the Messiah who would suffer and die because that's not the prophecy. Peter's faith was rocked and crushed and torn by these turn of events. They were expecting a Messiah who would overturn, who would overturn the order, a Messiah who would take on the role of kicking out the Romans. A Messiah who would return them to the rule of King David, the glory days of Israel. Sort of like Abraham, this is not what he thought it would be like. And so he turns and says, no, no, Jesus, don't say any of that. Jesus goes on to talk about the true cost and marks of following him. Going down unmarked roads and often difficult pathways. But in that moment, too, those moments like this, those moments of unexpectedness that can give us the strength we need it when we need it the most. I had the honor and privilege this week of attending a public memorial for a young man, a 13 year old who was taken all too soon by cancer, an aggressive and an ugly kind. His family was one of deep faith, though not of our faith another Abrahamic faith. And I wasn't sure what to expect other than maybe students telling stories or teachers telling good things. I didn't expect his family to stand up and speak with such conviction, not only about his life, to say we were so lucky to know him for 13 years, but to speak of how grateful they were. There was so much hope and joy and thankfulness for his life. They didn't have to talk about their faith in God for us to all see it and hear it. To know that this young man did not die in vain, nor that, nor that will his memory be lost. This family's faith 
will keep them going through the most difficult, the most unimaginable of losses. This was not the road they anticipated, but their faith will take them down, will continue them down the road and will keep them strong. The faith of Abraham and Peter and Paul sustained them when things didn't look hopeful either. The faith of Abraham and Peter and Paul all carried them along. Their faith gave them life. Their faith allowed God's work to happen in the world through them, even in times when things were not as joyful. But they aren't the only three for us to learn from. Each of us has a story of our own faith, a story of a time when God carried us through, a time when when God's timing was not our timing, when God's process couldn't be seen, but we walked along with it as well. So what can God do through your faith? Good, bad, solid, weak, crushable, torn, mended together. What can God do through your faith? Because I promise you that it is more than you could ever ask or imagine.